Do you want to do the welcome? No. Welcome back to the Industry Standards Podcast. This is episode 32 of 100,000. But, you know, to be honest, with the mood that Dylan's in right now, it might be episode 32 of 32. <laughs> this could be it. Or you'll never hear it because I said to Joel, I'll do it. Let's record it, but you are going to deal with the consequences. Yep. And so here let's, we are. Let's start off with a mood meter. I so think sorry about this, everyone. To, to get everyone listening to this episode up to date, Dylan was on cloud nine, <laughs> not 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and then now I've had, to, I've had to twist his rubber arm into getting him to do this podcast episode. Let's do... Okay, we're going to count down. <laughs> we're going to count down and do our Do mood. you want to guess who's in more of a mood first? Listeners at home, That's a thing like obviously we, we can't hear you, but just say it out loud. Say it out loud so that we know that you're not cheating and just like saying, oh, I knew it was this number. Just say it out loud, whether there's anyone around you or not. All say right. out loud who's who's in more of a mood right now. All right. All right. We're going to count down. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, seven. Four. Wow. <laughs> so those of you at home who guessed Dylan, you're right. <laughs> Why are you in a four, Dylan? Because we we're gonna film. I was walking over here like such a pompous prick, <laughs> and I was even saying to Olivia and everyone, like, "I'm a wizard. I can do anything." Because I just downloaded a software that allows me to record on the computer. I have been recording high quality videos with the mic. It, it's one of those videos where you you look at it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is high quality stuff." It looks better than real life. And then I fucking come in here. And I'll just do everything that I normally did. And then it's just like, it's like a frame per four seconds. And it's just like, why is it doing that? And I don't know. And then, this and, was then gonna- and then we came in here late because some lady was using it. And then well, I didn't even it was know like about half that. an hour. Yeah, she like had her stuff still here. And then one of the front desk ladies come and got it. And then, um, and then this, this stance is my mood right now. Mm. For, um, for those listening along, Dylan is slouched back in the chair. He's kind of got like one leg up on the table, but like crossed over, almost as if he was sitting with like when you put your leg across your other the knee. Same level and height as my knee. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty laid back. I need to. I need to chill out. Yeah, he needs so to chill out. This is going to be a bit of a driving you home episode that you can fit mm-hmm. in while you're going to the shops. Oh, here's a quick tip. Don't go to the shops without a shopping list because you'll just stand in there and then you'll go from a 10 mood to a 4 because you realize that you don't know what you're getting and then you'll be holding a basket. Don't do that ever, ever, mm. ever, ever, ever. It's not a good idea. I, I don't do it anymore. No? Even when I know I need to go, I will not go until I've decided and written down on my phone what I need to get. That's a tip. Hmm. I really like to wing it. I go in there. I bet it's a shit show. No, it's like I feel like you. I feel like the guy in Limitless when I look at food. I just like, which is like carbs, fats, proteins, and I'm just get this, get that, boom. I just build meals from scratch. I feel like I'm a deity flying through the air, and like I just like hold my hand out over the ground, and a tree just rises. I just build With as a fresh I begin on it. <laughs> I just, I just, I think and things create. That's how I build my meals from the ground up. It's as if I just collect atoms of dust 
and they form together into some beautiful macro-friendly snacks such as an M&M cookie from Coles by itself. (laughs) 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 Anyways, um, so today we thought we'd talk over um, training variables. This is actually a question everyone um, that follows me on Instagram, I shoot them a message and I say, hey, hey man, thanks for following me. I run a podcast and it's on health and fitness. And I like to ask everyone that we can, what do you think we should talk about? And it's actually been awesome because we get some good answers. Anyways, one that's popped up a few times is training variables. Um, I don't think we'll go too in-depth into this because it can be a little bit boring. But I reckon we could both just say, oh, but we're going to say the same one. The most just speak. Well, I was just going to say, should we just say what, what do we think is the most important training variable? that there is, that you could track. If you were to come in and you were to have a program and you were going to write down a number, what would be the most important one for gaining muscle? We'll say in the context of gaining muscle. What do you think, Dylan? What would you say? Your weights and reps. That's two numbers. It's together. When you do an exercise, you're both doing weight and reps. I'm, I'm going to get join them. Some people only write in their weight. Yeah. Which is weird. Whatever. You're going to say RPE and I disagree because mm-hmm. what you need to do is you need to record your weight and your reps so that you know exactly what you did the week before. Yeah. You know what you did week one so that you have now one job. One job is to beat what you did last week by at least a rep or half a kilo or something or even if all of them are the same but one of the exercises has a progression by one rep that is an overall session progression session progression that's what we're after fuck rpes you'll get to high rpes when you start doing this over and over again after like five or six weeks or eight weeks you'll be at a high rpe just record what you're doing and then beat it you need the consistency because even if you attain high rpes on random exercises it's not going to be as good i don't think no i get that i think like it's probably to be honest it's a stupid question what's the one most important variable because like the both of them without each other are a little bit irrelevant because like play devil's advocate if someone comes into the gym and they start on a chest press machine at five kilos and they progress by one rep every session because they're tracking it and then it's like it could take them like 20 weeks to achieve a weight where they're actually doing high RPE. And then it's the same thing with the RPE, like how are you even tracking? Like if you're coming in and you're saying, oh, it was a 9 out of 10, but what was a 9 out of 10? Like weight or reps? So I'm kind of crapping all over my own question. <laughs> but He's it's the truth. Of, yeah. Like it... Um, because I'll play, like, if, we, if I play devil's advocate RPE, it's like, yeah, someone could be progressing their workouts, but if it's a low RPE, they're not, like, who knows how long it'll take them for them to achieve a high RPE. Probably by doing what you said, not that long, but who knows? And at the end of the day, the most important variable for you to grow muscle is the intensity. Um, and regardless of the reps that you do or the weight that it is, if it's high intensity, you're going to grow. And that is session overload, I guess, if you're trying to just push it harder and harder. But in reality, tracking one or the other without both is going to be pretty stupid. But I guess that's the... So if you're trying to make a program... So like Adam, one of the sales guys at Good Life, he came up to me and he's like, what do you think of my program? And he showed me an Apple note. And I was like, delete that and make a Google sheet. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he's like, oh, what? I'm like, dude, it doesn't have to look good. Um, just write everything you've written in this note in a Google sheet. And then just in the squares next to it, write your weight and your reps and then your RPE. It's not hard. And that is infinitely better than just having a written thing. This is the programs I've been giving away on my stories for free. Adam looked at it and he's like, dude, this is way too complex for me. And I'm like, yeah, because I didn't just give people a PDF. A PDF is useless because you can't track anything. Anyone can tell you to do exercises. (laughs) What's the equivalent of that? It's like... What's the equivalent of that? It's like a recipe that doesn't tell you the amounts. It's like, hey, guys, we're making apple pie. Yeah. Go buy some pastry and apples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sweet. Yeah. 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 Oh, the secret ingredient is pepper, but you don't know how much. Or, yeah. 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 Oh, just make sure you use olive oil. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's actually so simple. You don't need fancy sheets. Like, you could just, anyone can open an Excel sheet or a Google sheet or any app. I was even saying to Adam, I was like, there's heaps of free apps where you can track this. Like Train Heroic, probably in my opinion, has one of the best app interfaces for tracking and logging workouts, completely free. Um, just get that. Yeah, tracking what you're doing, the most dog shit movements is way better, way better than the greatest program that you can download from whoever on the internet. Uh because if you're not tracking that then it's literally pointless yeah winging workouts is turds it really is um like you're not gonna see serious progression how can you you have no objective measure of progression and like i've been there before and i've been in that spot where it's like you come in you're like oh what did i do last week i think it was i think it was like 25 kilos yeah Yeah, i think it was pretty hard i think it was pretty hard you do 25 kilos for like 20 reps you're like that wasn't that that wasn't that hard. Next week, oh, what did I do? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did 25 kilos. Yeah, that was pretty hard, wasn't it? And you just get caught in this cycle. And yeah, then I like, can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way. And like, yeah, just one of the most important things, if you really wanted to push to high intensity, is just like having something that you can work off, having a base. What was hard? When should I progress? If you want to progress properly, if you're going, oh, well, I did 10 reps, but now it's a 7 out of 10 difficulty or a 6 out of 10 difficulty, there's no clearer sign that you should go heavier or do more reps. So get that note program that you've got that you've tinker and got all the, you've put all those movements that you want in there. Grab that and wait till Monday when the gym awakening comes out and then... <laughs> and then Go into that, which is the new course that I've made, and then you'll get access to your own program template. That's wicked. There's, there you go, a filthy plug. Should we, should we even just scratch our own backs a little bit here? I was thinking about this. We <laughs> give away that much for free. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Huh. I don't think it... Why doesn't it matter? Because like, sort of, you sort of get that feeling of like, I know Monday comes around, I'm just like, this will change the world. But like... People need to be interested in it first. You can't mm. go, here's the best thing ever. Because they'll be like, okay, sweet dude. Do you know what I mean? Well, the biggest hurdle we face, I think, is the fact, like, the perception of value. If someone, someone will value something way high if they have to pay for it. That's the truth at the end of the day. How many people have downloaded probably, like, mate, someone pirates Jeff Nippard's Ultimate Science Backed Chest Hypertrophy Program for free. 
and do it for like a week and then ditch it. And then they go pay like some fresh newbie Cert 3-4 trainer <laughs> to write them a program for 80 bucks and they stick to that for six months because they paid for it. Mm. And that's like, even like as I've developed as a trainer and like as a result, my prices have increased. My client adherence has increased. The worst clients I ever had were the ones who paid me the least amount of money. In fact, like the worst is the ones I've trained for free in the past. Like I very, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's perception of value and it's not even their fault. It's just, we will value something that we pay more for. And so, yeah, I think it, I think it hits because I think of like Hormozzi's $100 million offers. Like when you read that book and his whole thing is like, it's a book, it's like, it's cheap. You can get it. You know, it could be worth way more than that. Um, Once you consume it, then you'll know when it, like how valuable it is. And that's my hopes. And that's why I charged $10 a week for it because I didn't want to make it free, you know, because mm. I wanted some sort of buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I think like the biggest hurdles, I'm like, we give away so much for free and most people won't even utilize it because like, oh, it's free. Yeah. It's so yeah, many it's programs free. that are written that just no one uses. And I'm like, oh, using it? Like, oh, yeah. Sometimes like, sweet. Uh, well, why did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never actually writing a free program ever again. Yeah. We had a big Unless chat about that. I know. We had a big chat about that. You're too good of a trainer. You've spent too much money on your education to do that for free. No, I'm that's just saying not, that to pump not, you up. That's like not. that's part of it. It's not the whole crux of it, but it's, it's your job. It's your art and it's your time. Like you, we, and this comes back to what I was saying. We give people already so much for free. So much for free. Think about how much information we throw at someone in a free 45 minute consultation. I mean, like... Imagine if we got to sit down with Jamie Smith for 45 minutes and he just went, bah, 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 answered all our questions. You'd be like, that's worth a lot of money. He's like, no, man, it's free. Mm. And then he wrote you a free program. No way. Anyways, um, coming back to it, it, this probably falls really well into another common question. I don't know when to progress weight or I'm not progressing weight. And if you're tracking your weight and your reps and your intensity, you should increase every single week unless we're talking about some niche strength block for powerlifting i don't know you know more about that than i do is there even a case in powerlifting where you wouldn't slightly increase every week potentially yeah, no, excluding deloads well, we're just talking anyone that's advanced like it's sometimes it's hard to yeah yeah okay progress. like in a very very rare circumstance almost anyone who's gen pop who's just trying to grow muscle should be increasing every single week what that doesn't mean increasing weight, but that's one rep across three sets. That might even be one rep across an entire workout. That is still an increase. If you track your RPE and you go, cool, that was a seven out of 10, then you know for a fact that you can do more and then push it up until you can't. And like, I think even if someone's at a true 10 out of 10 RPE, excluding the big lifts, you'd be able to squeeze in another rep the next week for sure. And then the next week. And then the next week. I remember when I started training with Reese and that was when I was first introduced to a lot of these training variables and like high RPE training and stuff. Like I would be getting to the back end of my programs and I'd be coming in and I'd be looking at what I did last week and going like, I don't know how I could get even one more rep out of this. Mm. And I always would. You, you just do. When you recover and you come back, you're stronger. Yeah. yeah, but it's like I might even not increase on the first three exercises or one might even go slightly backwards and then on the next, I'm like, nah, I'm motivated. I always use the illustration and this only works for, I feel like a large amount of the population actually says yes to this question. But you ever play uh, like Mario Kart? 
Mm. Yeah. And do you, you ever do the one where you're trying to beat your previous lap time? Oh, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. racing the ghost of yourself. Mm. That's how I've tried to make my workout programs work is so that like someone can come in and see their previous self and you're always just trying to better the previous version of yourself. You're looking at the ghost of yourself in your program and going like, you did what? All right. Like, do nice. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. G up. Come in and bring in... Good analogy. Yeah. Beat the you previous self. You can see self. it right there. That's why you track because you can see the ghost. Yeah. And you're entering those numbers in and like, you know, if they don't increase, my sheet will like make that number yellow. You go, mm, I want the yeah, green. Yeah, it's like doing Mario Kart without the ghost or without your previous lap time and just going, oh yeah, I reckon I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah. But really, you're just sitting in your mum's basement. All right, we're at 17 minutes. I reckon we just wrap it up. Yeah, but this has been good. This has um, been great. Should we should we end with should end with a joke? Maybe I feel like a I've joke. heard some funny jokes lately. Have you heard any funny jokes lately? That's always funny golf one, but I fuck it every time. <laughs> Go on, tell me. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> actually, I got two. The two golf ones, and they're so good. Um, first one is. Um, like these two blokes are playing golf and they're near the clubhouse on like the ninth hole or whatever. And I don't know if you've ever seen this happens a lot. Like there'll, there'll be funerals and stuff because they might be attached to like golf club or something and they use the room. And um, this casket comes out after the funeral and these two blokes stop, puts their, or this one bloke stops and puts his hat over his heart. The other guy goes, um, oh, that was really respectful of you. And the guy goes, yeah, she was a good wife. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, the second one. <laughs> that happened to us. We were playing golf and I had never realized this. And we're coming in on the 18th hole at Gardner's Run. And like, I'm full stoked. I oh, think- was that you with you? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I hit like a really good wedge on or something and I was <laughs> yeah, beaming, dude, yeah, yeah. beaming. And like you kind of, every time yeah. you come to the 18th, they always try, anyone who hasn't played golf, the 18th's always like right where the clubhouse is. And it's kind of like a bit of a thing. Like everyone in the clubhouse is like, you're just staring out over the yeah. 18th. You see the people come in. It's high pressure. I think but we it's high like, five. It's high reward. I think we did. Yeah. Like I've done some epic chip or like a that. really good putt. Yeah. You were playing good and I'm just beaming, like smiling. <laughs> and I'm like looking in the clubhouse, like hoping to make eye contact with someone who's like nice shot like because yeah. I'm just playing way better than I actually am yeah. on these like two hits in front of the people and then I'm just looking in and I'm like oh that's a funeral and like I'm just smiling at everyone in there and then I felt a little bit bad yeah, yeah it was a bit one. awkward <laughs> um, alright the second one is so uh, a guy and his wife goes and plays golf with another couple Guy comes up to uh, this hole, sort of pulls out his driver, whacks it, it sprays off to the right, and he sort of lands um, behind this, what was called like a recovery shed or something, or like where the tools and stuff are open. And then um, the guy goes, pulls out his um, pitching wedge just to sort of chip it out onto the fairway and the guy goes no no man get your five the guy that they're with get your five iron um punch i'll open these doors to this shed punch it low and you can go through and sort of land onto the green so the guy pulls out his 
five iron addresses the ball goes to whack it super low it hits the shed bounces back into his wife's head and she dies (laughs) anyway so he actually sort of moved on in life so remarried and they actually a few years later end up at this golf course again with another couple and sort of same thing happens on this like ninth hole. This guy pulls out his driver, sprays it out to the right. There, he's, he lands in this exact same spot right behind this shed. And he, and he rips out his pitching wedge. <laughs> and the guy goes, no, 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 mate, what are you doing? Like, get your five iron. I'll open these doors. You can go right through it, punch it low, and you'll probably land on the green. And the guy goes, are you kidding me? Last time I did that, I got a nine on this hole. <laughs> The fact that it took, it's a decent joke, but it just took so long. That's a long joke. Yeah, it's good. It's you got to play good. the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. Did you have you heard me tell the big orange head joke? Yeah, I told it good. To explain that story. Yeah, yeah, not now. This no, 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 no. The story behind this joke. We Another time. Tell the, okay, we need to wrap it up. Have you okay, got a joke? Okay. Yeah, I've got a few jokes. <laughs> just they're, they're short fire. They're quick go, fire. It's quick fire ones. There was a king once who was twelve inches tall terrible king but a great ruler <laughs> my grandpa always said when one door closes another door opens smart man but a horrible cabinet maker <laughs> nah. come on you got one more chance if I don't laugh we're done uh, a father was washing his car with his son and his son asked dad can't you use a sponge <laughs> wait what say it again <laughs> Dad was washing a car with his son, oh. and his son asked Dad, "Can't you use a sponge?" Oh, it's oh, everyone. No, no, wait, wait. Last one. Uh. This is one off the top of my head. This is one of my favorites, but I, it's a little bit sentimental. But I'll never forget what my grandpa said when he kicked the bucket. He looked at me and he said, "Joel, how far do you reckon I can kick this bucket?" Wait, what? <laughs> Say it again. You weren't listening. No, I wasn't. I was zoning. I'll never forget what my grandpa said before he kicked the bucket. He turned to me and he said, Joel, how far do you reckon I can kick this bucket? this one this one's a question though what's green and smells like red paint I don't know green paint (laughs) (laughs) you know when you laugh too hard and nothing can be funny you can't come back up that was good you should have saved that and 
I love that. I think you should I just had deliver it, it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like no, I deleted it. Even said it before. I was zoning out. I, I delivered it really well the first time. Yeah, I yeah, feel. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, I was more like, <laughs> I was like, oh, to get sentimental for a second. I'll never forget what my grandpa said before he kicked the bucket. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, bye, anyways, everyone. Yeah, bye. bye. Love you.